Spin Bughouse Square. Thanks for doing, you know, everything that's necessary to make this happen for you and your people around you. This is uh, Wilson Pickett. You had uh, Gladys Knight in there. Uh, Albert King, Curtis Mayfield. Uh, Taj Mahal, Lightning Hopkins, Temptations, The Commodores, uh, The Spinners, Bobby Short, Al Green, Billy Holiday, Marvin Gaye, John Coltrane. Uh, yeah, that brings us back. So thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This has been Bughouse Square. Uh, thanks uh, for people being patient around me. I really appreciate it. And uh, next week, we got uh, Phil's coming in. We're doing a jazz show. So dig that. So work tight, man. That's what we're doing. We're working tight. We spread the love around us, and then we all get together. And, you know, it's like. It's a good thing, you know, because it's good people. We gotta stick together. Be good. Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy.
Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mind. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to... Hey, everybody. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for Happy Hour, the happiest hour of comedy. I know, I'm so... I'm going to try to perk it up here. And, you know, the happiness is not abundant within my heart today. Uh, but we're here for an open mic... It's a real small one, so it might actually be an hour tonight. It might be the happiest hour of hour-long comedy instead of two hours. Because we have, uh, looks like, nine comics signed up on the list. Uh, so it, we'll, go, we'll go through it quick. When uh, you get four minutes at three minutes, I'll honk you so you know what a minute feels like. And we'll listen to this song um, by Prince Controversy. And then we'll be back uh, with... With the comedy. I just want to wait for some more comics to come so you guys feel like you have an audience. Is that okay? Okay. All right.
Check, check, check. Oh, it's lovely and loud. It's just fine. Okay, an executive decision has been made. We're going to hold and listen to Prince, which will be fun, until Emily and Rafi show up, because that will be a quorum, and that will be the right number. And then it'll be like, you'll feel like there's an audience. Usually there is an audience here on Friday. There's this one guy. What's that guy? He was there. He came on Monday, and he's blonde, and I keep forgetting his name, and I'm such a dick, and he's not a comic. But usually there's some people that are not comics that come, but tonight, I don't know, you know? Who knows? Uh, but we'll get started. We're going to keep listening to Prince. And like I said, when Emily Rudolph and Raphael show up, we'll start it up.
Well, what I'll, what I'll do, what I'll do to try to entertain you until Emily comes, because I think I'm more entertaining than Prince. No, that's, wow, that was a real, I, that statement just came out of my mouth. I am truly a narcissist. That is terrible. That is, I am the worst person alive. I have such a self-inflated view of me. My, I am like, I am like Donald Trump. That is so sad. Okay, I'm going to go up the stage. Unless you want to write. Do you want to sit there? Michael, are you writing? Are you, you wrote today? Uh, let's see. Let's, let's check the levels while I do it. Look at this. Look at this. Pull back the veil. Oh, that's, this isn't terrible. Okay. Is it, you guys, is it everything loud enough? You feel good, Brian? How many times have you done comedy, Brian? Peter. Sorry. Who's Brian? There is no Brian. <laughs> I just decided your name was Brian. Hi, Peter. How many times have you done comedy? 50 or so. That's great. Have you recorded every set? Oh, I recorded all my sets in the beginning, and I'm so glad I lost that iPod. That is, that is one of the best things I ever lost. Seriously, I'm so glad I didn't have to listen to, because I've always thought that I was good, and I'm not. I'm, I know. I know that my, the first, okay, can I do my first joke I ever wrote? Okay, so this is my thing. Here's the thing. Um, when you do comedy in the beginning, Somebody told me the best advice before you get up for the very first time is that five punchlines is three minutes. So you have to know where you got to go. Like you got to, because my, my buddy T told me, he was like, when you're, you know, you tell a story and you're funny at the water cooler or wherever. And then, and that's because those are regular people. But you can't just tell a story on stage. You got to have five places where you go, this is the punchline. Right? And so then I would run up to the guys and I'd be like, I have four now. And they're like, okay, so one more. Anyway, so five punches, three minutes. And this is the first joke that I ever wrote. Let's see if I can remember it. Um, I, really, I really like 23-year-olds. <laughs> and uh, not, you know, 23-year-olds. That's a baby orgy. That's gross. <laughs> you know, like, then they're, they're going to get some poop on you. Right? It's like... Like, baby, 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 oh, baby, 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 no, get off me, baby, this is gross, why is this a baby orgy? That's the first joke I ever wrote. See how terrible it is? It was a Justin Bieber thing. Okay, you, you guys all got that. You look like Harry Styles' younger cousin. Is that, I don't know, is that a, that you have, you have very, you have luxurious hair. Yeah, that's good. Um, I was, I'm, none of this is my material. I'm just talking to you. So I'm sorry. We will get started and we'll let you all. But I want you to have a real audience. So I want you to have like Emily and Rafi here too so that you feel, because you don't know them. So for them, for you, they're a real audience. Do you know? Because you don't know. How long have you been doing comedy? Why did you stop? Oh, so it wasn't because your soul was crushed and you wanted to commit suicide? That was part two? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, don't jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, because you could, you could jump on to the Golden Gate Bridge. A peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself, and it'll work every time. Yeah. 
uh, R.I.P. Zach Wiseman. He's probably not dead. He was alive. So that's a Zach Wiseman joke. I just totally stole a joke. But it's because I, here's what happens if you come to Muni. I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. He doesn't do comedy anymore. But it's also verbatim. And uh, he's going to die of heroin soon. So we're not, no, I mean, I, I love the guy. I miss him. I wish he was back. That's why I do his joke. That, but that's the, that's the problem is that um, I have a photographic memory. So when you come to enough of my open mics, I'll, I, like, I have all of Spencer's. I could actually probably do 30 minutes of Spencer. I'm not kidding. Like I can do, all, I can do so many of his jokes and even the act outs in the stuff. It's, it's insane. I mean, I get woken up at night by Lauren Kraut's songs in my head. Like I memorize everybody's everything. It just happens. And that's why I realized recently I love to get blackout drunk and I've never understood why, but I finally, like it came to me uh, because I stopped drinking as much and I was like, why did I like it so much? Why do I enjoy it so much? And it's because it's the only time where I'm not creating memories because I remember everything. <laughs> Having a photographic memory is the fucking worst. <laughs> like seriously, it is horrible. When I was a little kid and I'd memorize the Bible verses and I just, yeah, I memorized too much and I just stand and read and say the whole thing and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and it's just a constant, it's, there's constant scripts going through my head. So I love drinking because uh, I stop. Because <laughs> it just, because I don't remember. It's great. So that's why I drink so much. Uh, tell my parents that. Does anyone else love drinking? Yay. Okay, so this is, I've never had any kids because, ew, gross. Um, but I've always wanted to win the science fair. Were you, a, you look like a science fair winner. You are the science fair winner. Okay, so here... He is a scientist. You won the fucking science fair. Okay, so this is my science fair. I, I totally think I could win the science fair with this project. Okay, so you have to imagine a little trifold board, you know, and it's for chemistry. It's chemistry related and alcoholism related because every morning, not every morning, but like, you know, when I drink a lot in the mornings, I throw up sometimes. Um, you know, you drink a lot of water and then you throw up. So I thought, aha, I will take eight ounces of water and let's say it's 38 degrees, right? And then I have a child with a stopwatch and a, a thermometer. And then I drink the water and then the child takes the time. And then instead of vomiting into the toilet or the sink, I vomit into a cup and then the child takes the temperature of the water and we see how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. It's a good one. It's solid science, right? Teaching chemistry. To young children, I know maybe not so appropriate with the alcoholism, but that's why I don't have kids. <laughs> I love drinking. It is funny. I turn 49 next month, and it's really scary because, like, I'm going back and, like, looking at my life, and I'm like, what did I do? And I didn't have kids, which is fine. Um, but also, like, ah, I didn't have kids. What the fuck am I doing with my life? It, and this... And the answer is this, which is very sad. <laughs> I guess it's not, though, okay? Because maybe, like, 14-year-old Pam would be like, Pam, when you're almost 49 years old, you're going to be in a room with, like, five hot guys <laughs> under 40, and you're going to be old, and they're going to be young. They're going to be, some of them are going to be under 30. I have abortions older than you. Look at you. Like, but if I would have tell, if my 14-year-old self had talked to myself self, we would probably be high-fiving. They'd be like, you live alone with two cats? And mom doesn't even check on you? I'm telling you, Emily and Rafi are going to come. I tell you, it's not worth it to do it without them. 
Are you, am I boring you? You look like I'm boring you. Are you okay? You're a scientist. You, nothing bores you because your life is, <laughs> it's impossible to be bored. You like, I just imagine like being a scientist and just moving like one drop of water from one place to another all day. Like, you, you've done that. That's hilarious. That's like torturous. Three minutes. How many more minutes? Minutes to what? Oh, oh, three minutes. Oh, a three-minute light for Benjamin. That's perfect. Oh, no, no. I know it's great. Thank you for telling me. They're coming. They're coming in three minutes. Are you excited? Okay. I'm a psychopath. Uh, this, is my, this is my therapy for today. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not a psychopath because I don't act on the things that are in my head. I only think them. Is that, is that, a, does that just mean I have morals? Because I want to kill everybody and I don't I don't I don't want to kill anybody but I do have a reoccurring dream where I know where the body is and it's underneath the stairs and it's really realistic and scary and when I wake up when I wake up I really legitimately am like I didn't kill anybody I know did I I didn't I didn't kill anybody I just know where the body is it could be because I buried my cat in the backyard of the apartment complex I live in maybe that's haunting me I don't know uh let's see let me do another joke joke for you guys who lives in the city? Okay, have you seen the new, I love them, the Smokey the Bear ads on the bus shelters? Have you not seen around town? You don't look at the buses, do you? None of you look at the buses. I look at bus stops, maybe because I'm always on the bus. <laughs> if you're driving a car, do you not see bus shelter ads? Is that what happened? Anyways, I don't want to do that joke then. Um, that was a bear joke. Uh, what's my other longer joke I would want to run? Uh, oh, okay, yeah. So I've never internet dated, ever. I've never had a profile. I'm almost 49. I've never had a profile. How do I meet people? I don't. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. But I asked my girlfriend, I said, oh, you know, if I try out one, what do I do? And she said, well, first thing you need to do is you need to raise the bar really high. Oh, thank God they're here. And then uh, I asked my guy friend, and he said, oh, you need to lower that bar <laughs> right down. But I'm... I'm a Gen Xer, so can't we just meet at the bar? Like, y'all need a survey to get laid. It's so sad. We used to talk to each other, and now we don't, and I don't know how to meet people. But I do try to meet men in the wild, and I was in front of a bar uh, smoking, as I like to do, looking for hot guys, and a fire truck rolled up, and out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. One of them had an ax, and they ran up into a building to save someone from an opiate overdose, and then they came right back down because that person was clearly dead. It's San Francisco, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, but I, was felt, I felt brave and I waved at the cute fireman and then, oh my God, he waved back. And so I gave him a little shoulder and a little wiggle and I was like, <gasps> and he rang the bell. Ring a ding. We were vibing. But I'm so stupid, I didn't take down the number of the truck, so how am I going to find this gorgeous fireman again? So I have a plan. I'm going to pay a questionably housed man, 20 bucks, to start a garbage can fire. And then, whoa, 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 whoa. My personal version of Tinder. Long way to go for wordplay and a, and a slight chuckle. We were waiting for you guys because otherwise there just weren't enough people today. No, it's okay. We are here now. I can stop talking to them. I'm totally holding them hostage. I held you hostage. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Okay, Spencer, it's your turn. What? No, it's we were waiting for you to be audience. 
because we need audience. We just, these guys are new, and, and so um, we thought, oh, 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 oh. Thanks. Okay. So, okay, good. Everybody put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Fuck Emily and Raphael for being late, right, guys? Yaha! Rubbing that anxiety. Living it, Emily. Living it. <laughs> I'm agnostic, okay? Uh, it's a pretty unique religion. It's the only religion where the entire tenant is, I don't know, maybe. Like, that's all I believe in. It's like anything's possible. I think it's pretty arrogant of me to, be like, know what's going on. There's 95% there's mustard somewhere on my body. You shouldn't trust my opinion on if there's a God. That is a mistake on your part. I don't fucking know. And people are like, Spencer, if you're not religious, like, don't you want to be good with the man upstairs? No, I have five roommates. No one told God he could move in. That's not, let's do a couple, a quick little math, okay? Uh, God lives in churches, okay? Every church, house of God, okay? God also lives in our hearts and our minds. That's like a billion homes. He doesn't need to fucking crash on my sofa. Fuck you, God. What's that, what's that all about? You, and people are like, Spencer, take these mushrooms. You could see God. I'm, but I don't have God's schedule. So that's awkward. I don't want to like drop some mushrooms and then you jump in and God's jacking it. And you're like, ah, and he's like, it's Sunday. I'm resting. And this is, this is even more awkward than that is when you do drugs and then God's like, Ooh, maybe you should see some other people. <laughs> that's awkward. Uh, why? <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. Ugh. People ask me, they're like, Ugh. Spencer, <laughs> okay, Spencer, how are you so happy all the, what, how are you such a glowing ball of light and charisma all the time? And I think the real secret is you have to appreciate the little things for what they are, okay? For example, I was on the bus here, okay, and I saw a fight, two dudes fought, it came to blood. There was blood, and there was like a tooth fell out. People got involved that shouldn't have been involved. It was fabulous. It's everything you would want from a bus fight. And then on my way here, I saw a lizard. <laughs> Equal levels of excitement. You know lizards don't hang out at night. That's so weird. And he was just like, I'm not afraid of you. You're not afraid of me. And that's incredible. Okay, you got to appreciate everything on the same level. Winning the lottery, okay? Finding one onion ring in my french fries. Exactly the same for me. The birth of my firstborn child. Finding a shirt on the floor that's not inside out when I pick it up. Like, those are the same levels of excitement for me. I am, I don't want to do laundry, y'all. Uh, I'm so poor. I was born with a copper spoon in my mouth. I was very sickly. Uh, but when you're poor, uh, I will quantify everything in how many sandwiches it would cost me. 
So you're like, oh, your friends will call. Hey, Spencer, you want to come see? You want to come see Green Day at the Levi Stadium? Oh. Oh, no, that's like 100 sandwiches. I'm not going to do that at all. Or like 50 nice sandwiches. Or like one sandwich in San Francisco. Very expensive. I saw a fucking, this is not even a joke, but I saw a fucking wrap, like a lamb uh, gyro. Did you know that Carl's Jr. now has a combo starting at $20 for a fucking small? What kind of life are you people living? You could just spend $20 on a sandwich? Fuck you and everything you stand for. Uh, People are like, oh, Spencer, if you stop smoking weed... You can remember your dreams. It's fine. I don't need to remember my dreams. Like, I'm a pretty weird dude. I'm not going to be like, oh, thank God. Thank God I can remember that roller coaster full of dogs. Uh, Actually, I used a bad example because that would be a fabulous dream to remember. Okay, thank you so much. I've been Spencer Devine. Woo! Spencer Devine, everyone. That was lovely. Yay. Yeah, I don't want to remember my dreams. I don't want to know where the body is. Uh, hey, your next comedian. He's new to the room. Excited he's here. Put your hands together for Peter Boy. I told my parents recently that I've been doing comedy, my Asian parents, and they were supportive, yeah, it was great. They, uh, they said my Vietnamese ancestors would be proud, not because I'm pursuing my passions or anything stupid like that. They just thought every time I get on stage, I have a chance to bomb. Those American pigs, make that scoreboard 2-0, they said. So uh, I'll either be making y'all laugh or my grandparents proud. That's what I like to call a no-win-no-win no situation. I saw this bumper sticker on the way here that said, come at me with compassion, bro. You guys won't believe the amount of compassion I rear-ended him with. A couple that gets engaged at Disneyland should have to get divorced there, too. I feel like having kids would be more appealing to Gen Z and millennials there was a small chance the baby came out a different color, kind of like a shiny Pokemon. I like sleeping with crystals, and by crystals, I mean kidney stones. These crystals mean I'm addicted to Mountain Dew. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> if an animal that eats ants is an anteater, then I'm a eight spiders a year while sleeping eater. A lot of people hate that microplastics are in the ocean. You know, they think they're this terrible, evil thing. I don't think they're any different from regular plastic. Just because something's smaller than average, that doesn't make it any worse, right? This guy knows. Some sea creatures might even prefer microplastics. You know, if a turtle had to put a big piece of plastic in its mouth, it might hurt, might not fit. Could choke and die. You know, I'm just saying, sometimes a microplastic is better than a five-inch piece of plastic. 
I think it's interesting everyone has a different name for the homeless population. You know, most people call them homeless. Some people call them unhoused or houseless. I call them eyesores, right? Like, go, go do that somewhere else. If, uh, if I wanted to see a bunch of people with no jobs, I'd just hang out here. I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, I think stand-up is really hard. You know, it's all about putting together the right set of words to make people laugh. You say the wrong thing, and it's crickets. So this next joke, it goes without saying. Thanks, y'all. I'm Peter. Peter, everyone. Hooray. You did exactly three minutes. Yay, Peter. Yay. That was really funny. Yay. All sizes matter. You know, clits are tiny dicks. So everyone keeps talking about these small dicks, and I'm like, my dick is smaller than yours. Clits are tiny dicks. All you dicks. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. Thank you. My clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together. He's also new to the room. It's Charlie. All right. Thanks, everybody. You can tell how well prepared I am because I'm looking at a piece of paper. Um, I haven't done this in a while. Um, so I, I, uh, I actually don't live in the city here. I live in Marin County. Um, which it's not what you think. Um, I'm on Medi-Cal. Like, I'm not supposed to be up there. Uh, they, if they find out, they'll, they'll kick me out. And uh, when you live somewhere like Marin County, like, I, I moved up there for school, and, you know, most of the people there make a lot more money than I do. Um, so I, I had to shop at Grocery Outlet um, with the rest of the poor people, um, which Grocery Outlet is great. Um, you know, if you're, you know, you, you can get a lot of produce for way cheaper than you can get at other places. Um, you just if you look at like a pack of chicken thighs from Grocery Outlet, it says like you have to eat this today or you'll die. And uh, that's the that's the place I like to get my groceries. Um, but there's other tiers of grocery stores, as it turns out. There's like a top tier that I uh, I never even knew about until I moved to Marin County. There's like a place called Molly Stones. Have any of you guys ever been to one of these places? That place is fucking crazy. I went in there once to buy candy. First of all, they don't have candy. Second of all, the first person I saw was a woman that was dressed like Cruella DeVille, buying like a $90 jar of olives. And, and I left. I didn't get my candy. Um, so that's sort of what I'm dealing with when I, when I live up north. Um, and, uh, you know, dating is a little bit hard, living in a place like Marin County. Dating is hard in general, as it turns out. Uh, no one's ever covered this before in an environment like this. So I'm, I'm breaking new ground. <laughs> Um, but you know, uh, like everyone else, I've, I've tried doing the apps and I, you know, they're difficult. Um, the thing I realized recently is that like, I don't photograph well, like, you know, how, like when you see a picture of a dog running, it looks like really crazy because it's captured and still that's sort of what it is like for me. Like, I didn't know recently, I had like a lazy eye in photographs and, uh, and it's, I have this weird contrast thing going on where like, like my eyes look really tired and like squinty when I take photographs, but then the rest of me is like a baby face. Um, so it's like a real fucked up contrast if you look at a picture of me. It's like a, like a baby that served in Vietnam or something. It's like haunted and, and ancient up here and then like a child around the rest of the face. So it's just, it's just not a good effect. And, um, and, and talking to people on, on dating apps is difficult too because you have to sort of propose things to do based on like what you presume to be shared interests. Um, and so like, you know, I saw this, I was talking to this woman who had like, she's in a picture in a pumpkin patch and she's talking about how much she loves Halloween. And I like Halloween, I like horror movies. So I was like, well, 
uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a good like creative uh, activity based on that. And so I said, hey, you know, we should go, uh, we should go do one of those corn mazes. Um, and then I, I stopped and I thought about that for more than like five seconds. Um, and uh, that's a crazy thing to ask a stranger to do. Because, like, have you ever messaged a stranger and been like, hey, do you want to go into a rural labyrinth with me? I know we've never met before, but do you want to go into a trap that's acres wide with me and try to escape? Um, that's, that's not a good date idea. That, that I didn't get a message back on that one. Um, and so the advice that, that people give you is, right, to just don't, don't worry about doing dating apps. Just, just do hobbies. Do things that you like to do. Um, and I don't know. I feel like that's a little disingenuous, right, because if you... Just if you approach a hobby with the intention of like trying to date someone, you're gonna come off real creepy, right? Like you can't you can't show up to a pickleball league and be like, I'm here for a wife. Like that's a fucked up energy to bring to an environment like that. So you gotta approach things genuinely, right? But the problem with that is like I really do approach like oh, I'm just gonna do stuff that I like. I'm gonna branch out a little bit. And all of the people I've met and the friends I've made, they're all like 75 year old men named Gary. I'm friends with like three Garys, genuinely. And we love riding our bikes together and, and everything, but like none of us want to fuck each other. It's it's all platonic, so it's you know it's kind of kind of a dead end there. Um, but you know there's uh, there's other hobbies you can do. You know there's the there's things like I like to read. Unfortunately, um, I like to read and I like to exercise. Those are two things that are enriching to do on your own. And then um, you also are possessed with a horrible will to just tell people that you do both of them constantly, which is insufferable. Um, and, you know, I don't know, I just wish I could, uh, you know, accidentally knock a stack of books uh, out, of, out of a pretty lady's hand at the library. And we, we realize that we like the same things. Um, but as it turns out, if you go to the library and just start knocking books out of women's hands left and right, uh, they ask you to leave the library and you don't go home with a girlfriend. Um, I think I'll wrap up there. Thank you very much, everybody. Yay, Charlie. I feel similarly you my related to your stuff yay i had something to say but then i forgot oh, i don't know i'm sorry we're we're having fun who are you oh you came just in time to see him do the end that's great it's really exciting that you're here without you this is schizophrenia so we do we have um, a bunch of funny comics that are coming up uh, your next comic is uh, amazing. She's the marketing director at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Emily Rudolph. I had to put down my joint. Sorry. All right. I'm the klutzy girl who ran in here and then thought she was going on stage and then panicked and ran away and almost knocked over someone's beer. Hello. Uh, today's been a weird day. Last night somebody smashed our window with a beer glass. That's not a joke. I just inventing. Um, but yeah, I'm working on a couple of new jokes. See if I remember them today. So I hate when girls say that guys are the literal worst. Have you ever heard a girl say that? She'll be like, he is the literal worst. You know what I mean? And I don't like it. I think we should reserve that for guys who deserve it, you know? Like guys who are actually the literal worst. Dudes who fuck but still give off like mad incel energy, you know? Like guys who refuse to go down on a woman but are okay with slurping their noodles in public. Yeah. All right. Um, what about, <laughs> this didn't work last night, but I'm going to try one more time. What about any guy who's ever asked for a blumpkin? No, dead. Every time. Everybody hates that. I thought it was so funny. Fucking whatever. Okay. I didn't write it down today because I know I have to stop doing it. Um, Hunter Biden just got indicted. You guys heard about that, right? 
Yeah, okay. Did you guys see the pictures of him smoking crack behind the wheel from a while ago? Yeah, okay. It's wild, right? Like, I saw a Time Magazine article titled Hunter Biden on making his own crack. That's, I mean, do you guys remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger running for governor was crazy? You know? I'm really torn about the whole thing because, like, this is the most attention that the U.S. government has paid to crack in years. Um, yeah. Okay. And now we just have, like, the president's son handing out uh, crack recipes. Like, he's a national treasure, which is really good for all of us. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my friend is out of town right now, and she breeds hairless cats. Yeah. Any of you guys into hairless cats? You? No, okay. That's all right. Uh, I <laughs> I'm usually a dog person, you know, and so it's weird for me too. And I understand it. Like it's your, it's just a giant sausage fest in here. Besides me and Pam, uh, and like you know, cats a Pam person or a, a Pam is a cat person. Jesus Christ, I should not smoke a joint before coming up on stage. But uh, the thing is, I understand that most things are better hairless, even as a woman. Like I get it, you guys but not cats. And I don't know how you feel about this yet because you were on vacation when I wrote this joke, but like, I think that choosing to own a hairless cat is gross. It's like having Gollum in your apartment all the time. It just pops out from your bathroom door like, <laughs> like I don't want that in my house. Um, <laughs> and I have to go over and take care of them. Have you ever dipped your hand into a little pile of hairless kittens? Probably not. Uh, it feels like dipping your arm into a bag of old man balls. They are warm and fuzzy and moist for some reason. It's like a box of overly ripe peaches. <laughs> um, my uncle calls his butthole precious. Yeah. I thought it was weird. You just perked up. That just like, I got your attention the first time this whole time. I like it. <laughs> Good for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I thought it was crazy. But then we were at this family party, and uh, he, he was like, precious has got to get out of here, you know? And one of us tried to stop him, and he pooped on the stairs. Yeah. And uh, someone told me the other day they didn't get that part of the joke, and I was like, nobody does, because he actually shit on the stairs, okay? And all I'm saying is, like, it wouldn't be the same if your drunk uncle said that about his penis at the Christmas party. You know, he gets a little bit drunk, and he's like, Willie's got to go. Like, your aunt's going to call the cops. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Yay, Emily. See Emily during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival all week long. And actually, it's going to be really fun, like for new comics and stuff. We're going to have podcasts during the day. It's going to be really fun and workshops and all kinds of great stuff. That whole week, it's going to be that they'll actually be using this space. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, hey, your next comedian is another new guy. And put your hands together for Connor. Yay! <laughs> I wrote this today, so bear with me. I, uh, I like to ask a lot of questions, and uh, my last girlfriend was, was Jewish, and so I used to pepper her about the Jewish religion, trying to just kind of uh, understand a little bit more. The Kind of the thing that I wanted to understand the most is what happens after you die. So I learned that in the Jewish religion is that you put your trust in God, that he will do what's best for you, right? They don't believe in a heaven or a hell. And that doesn't work for me. Um, like, 
like I said, I like to ask a lot of questions. Like nobody's asking any questions about what's going to happen after we die. Like, didn't we go through this with the Mormons? They just trusted Joseph Smith after he got these golden plates, and now they can't drink alcohol or have caffeine. Um, like at least the Christians have some sort of like structure. Like if you follow these sets of rules, then you know you get to go to heaven, and if you don't, you know you get to go to hell. Uh, like, at least I know if I was Christian and I died, like, I know where I'd be, and I'm, like, okay with that, because, like, I am a bad person. Um, and this is why I need to know more about the Jewish religion. Like, I need something to believe in, you know? I can't be Mormon because I like alcohol, and I can't be Christian because, like I said, we all know where I'd end up when I died. Uh... The Jewish religion kind of makes me feel like I'm at the grocery store with my mom and, and we're checking out and then she leaves to go pick up something else. You know, thinking about when I'm going to die. That's kind of a scary thought. Like the guy's like asking you to pay and you have no idea where your mom is and you think you're going to get arrested. That's how I feel. And so I started looking for a sign as to what I should believe in. So I hit up my ex-girlfriend after we broke up to talk to her and see if we could get back together. I felt like that was like the best plan of action, get back together, and then she can just tell me what we're going to do from there. So uh, I was walking down the street with her. We Just to set the scene, we were in uh, Los Angeles on Santa Monica Boulevard. Beautiful day, sunny, 72 degrees, no cloud in the sky, slight breeze. And we're walking down the street. I'm, I'm walking on the curbside, walking this way. She's on my right on the residential side. And as we're coming, at, somebody's coming up the side of the street, walking their German Shepherd. And uh, I was super pumped to see this dog because, you know, the conversation wasn't going well. I was trying to win her back, and she was not having any of it, probably due to the fact that I ask a lot of stupid questions about religion. Um. So I stopped the guy, and I was like, hey, let me pet your dog. Like, that would be, like, awesome if I could, you know, pet this dog and get out of this conversation I'm currently having. He's like, yeah, no worries at all. Dog is so nice. It, like, jumps kind of into my lap. I'm petting it, having a good time. And as my ex-girlfriend starts to reach over to pet the dog, it jumps past me and bites her in the leg. I do anything any good guy trying to win back his girlfriend would do. I pull out my phone, and I start filming immediately. Uh, finally, we get the dog off of her, and, uh, she's pissed at me. I don't understand why. Uh, so I'm trying to wrap my brain around what just happened, you know? Why would this German Shepherd jump past me and bite her? Why did this German Shepherd love this blue-eyed, blonde-haired boy and bite my Jewish girlfriend? And then I said, holy shit, this is a sign. I know what I need to believe in, reincarnation. And I'm like, if reincarnation, like if, if we all know, we all know who the German shepherd was, I'm not going to say who it was, but if he got German shepherd in Santa Monica, I feel like if I believe in reincarnation, I can at least be, you know, Labrador retriever in Beverly Hills. All right, that's it. Thank you. Yay, 
Connor, the new guy. Hooray. Oh my gosh, thank you people who just walked in. Yay, without you, this is schizophrenia. Your next comedian is really funny. He was super new. Oh, oh, you gotta go. Your next comedian's super funny. Uh, uh, clap your hands together, everyone, for Raphael Wolfgang. Damn. I should have barked him in three minutes later. Fuck. <laughs> it would have been way better if those guys were still here. Uh, fuck. Oh, man. I ha oh, shit. Damn. I really... Uh, whatever. Fuck it. Um, so, uh, um, <clears throat> my mom was a very major uh, conspiracy theorist, uh, which was cool. Uh, I don't know if any of you other guys have parents or, like, family members who get, like, a little too crazy with it. You know what I mean? Like a little bit too. It's weird growing up with like a parent as a conspiracy theorist because like everyone thinks their parents are super smart growing up, right? I thought my mom was like wicked smart because she knew shit that nobody else knew. She was like way ahead of her time. She was like Isaac Newton if all of his theories just ended up being completely fucking wrong. You know what I mean? Like she was way ahead of her time, always coming up with new theories. Never hit a bullseye, not a single time. Like I'd literally, I'd be on the playground with with my friends as a little kid. My friends would come up to me to be like, "Hey, did you know that frogs give you warts?" I was like, frogs don't give you warts, you fucking idiot. The frogs make you gay. Obviously, I don't fall for it anymore. You know, I don't believe that stuff anymore. But it, but it's weird because I still like, there's still shit that I learned when I was a kid that I'm like trying to get rid of. And it's like creeps up every once in a while, you know, it's like locked away. Like the other day, a buddy of mine came up to me. He was like, hey, I heard that Michelle Obama might be trans. And I was like, Michelle Obama isn't trans, you fucking idiot. She's a lizard. Everybody knows that. I mean, come on, Barack Obama. You think that's a human name? Clearly a Star Wars name, right? I mean, Barack Obama, I don't know. I actually like Obama, but that's such a, like Barack Obama and Vice President Jabba the Hutt or whatever, huh? Um, but yeah, uh, my mom was trying to tell me the other day about mermaids, like recently, and again, I don't fall for it anymore. So I was like, mom, mermaids aren't real. She goes, what, ma what makes you think mermaids aren't real? I was like, I'll tell you why. Because it's always a mermaid, right? It's always a mermaid. It's never a merman. It's always a female thing. That's how you know that was definitely just a horny male perpetuated fucking myth right they probably wasn't women hallucinating tits onto a seal out in the deep blue sea no it was some dirty fucking sailor who hasn't seen a woman in two years he's all salty and dehydrated just like uh oh there's gotta be some tits out there somewhere uh, fuck. oh fish have tits i know it fish have tits and then he walked into a bar later on and he's like oh my god i saw this crazy half fish person and everyone's like shut the fuck up no you didn't liar he's like i swear to god i had big tits and everything and they were like hey, maybe we should hear him out <laughs> maybe we should hear what this guy has to say you know and then another sailor walked in he's like i saw this crazy half fish with a big dick and everyone's like maybe we should kill this guy what are you gonna should we murder this guy should we beat this guy's fucking ass jesus christ what the hell is your problem man what are you been touching frogs <laughs> turns out yeah it wasn't a mermaid with a big dick it was michelle obama <laughs> That was the new tag I wrote for that. I've done that bit a million times. I had to get all the way through it to do that new bit, uh, to do that new tag. Uh, thanks for letting me. Thanks for letting me know that it sucks. <laughs> Did you give me the? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do one. Uh, one more quick one. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, uh, I grew up very poor. Uh, I know that might be surprising to some of you guys. Uh, don't let my resting privileged little bitch face confuse you, but. Uh, uh, de definitely grew up very poor. I had roommates growing up. That was weird. Growing up with roommates as a kid was weird. Uh, I, found, I found my roommate's bloody tampon one time in the bathroom when I was a kid. It was very bizarre. I thought my roommate was a serial killer. 
I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, Mom, suck, fucking, she's, someone's murdering tiny men with cotton heads. <laughs> I was like, what's the Smurf equivalent of 911? I need to report a crime. <laughs> Turns out it was my mom's bloody tampon, uh, which makes sense because my roommate was a man. Uh, but it didn't make sense because my mom had already gone through menopause, so it's a mystery. <laughs> All right, whatever. The dumb joke. All right, thank you guys so much. You guys have been awesome. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin. Woo! <laughs> Raphael Wolfgang. We've got two comics left. We can do it, everyone. As a group, everyone stand. We'll be really nice for our last two comics. Put your hands together, everyone, for Jiraj. Yes. Dude, watching that group of normal people come in and then leave immediately was soul crushing. It's like, fuck, dude, hell yeah, I'm gonna have an audience, and then they're just like, nah, later. Fuck. Well, uh, let's um, get into it. A little bit about me. I was born and raised in the Bay Area. Born and raised, which um, I remember the saddest day of my life vividly as a Bay Area kid. It was the day that I realized I was probably too old to keep on hopping the gates where you scan your clipper card at the BART. Like, like, yeah, just like there, there's an age you got to hang it up, you know? Like, that's really a young man's game. Like, you don't want to be 50 years old still doing that shit, you know? Like, you try to hop it, your hip gives out, you're like, oh, no. All the other passengers are stepping over you. They're just like, three bucks is not that expensive, Grandpa. No, dude, I, I just feel like I'm too old for the Bart in general now. I know that sounds weird to say, but, like, I'll tell you what I mean. I was on the BART a couple nights ago. This actually happened to me. It was an empty car. It was just me, and there was a teenager dancing and filming a TikTok. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This is not... I'm just trying to get home, dude. I don't want to be in the background of this kid's video. Like, all the comments are like, what's with this sleepy dude in the corner? The fuck? It's like, dude, I, I swear to God, like, a homeless guy walked into this cart. And he started jacking off, and I was like, oh, thank God. I've never been so relieved. Like, uh, everything is back to normal. This is the Bart experiences I've grown to love. Jacking off. Quit jacking off lately, fellas. You proud of me? Disappointed? Boo if you're disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I've only been getting boos, dude. <laughs> no one's proud of me. <laughs> No, nah, but like, uh, I will tell you something though. Like, I, I did. It's not by choice that I stopped jacking off. It's just that I moved to a new apartment, and the blinds won't close all the way. So, um, it's been a few weeks though, and now I got a choice to make. I'm ready to burst. The energy's building up inside me. So, like, yeah, there's there's a couple things I can do, right? Like, I could start jacking off in the living room. You know, maybe build up the house chemistry, so to speak. Like, yeah, and it's like, I, I know that sounds weird, but, like, you never know another guy more than when you know, like, exactly, like, the contours of his dick. Like, that's why athletes shower together, get the team chemistry up. Like, uh, I know you guys aren't really with me for that, but, like, I swear the Warriors would not have won four championships if Steph and Clay didn't know they were both uncircumcised. Um... 
The other option is just to like just jag off in my room, and there's always homeless people outside my room. So like someone's gonna see me. But you know what? They're jacking off too. I'm just doing it inside a house, so it's kind of kind of a flex, dude. It's like, dude, I'm doing this with central heating, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And like um I know there's some of you thinking like, hey man, this joke doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just jack off in the shower? Like, yo, it's less weird to jack off in front of homeless people than to jack off standing up. If you're a shower jack off person, I'm sorry, but I, I, I have to say it. Uh, well, thank you guys, and uh, give it up for Pam, everybody. Yay, Daraj! Yay! We've got one comedian left. You've done it. You've stayed to the end, and I'm proud of all of you. Uh, put your hands together for Michael Lucier. Thank you all for staying. Um, Pam, thank you for everything. It's always great to see you. Very grateful for your presence here. Um, yeah. So, Connor, was it? You were talking about reincarnation? So, yeah, I think my thing about that is, like, it sounds good in theory on paper or whatever, but um, it can't be real, right? Because, like, if, re if reincarnation is real, then that means, like, Indian people are right. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. That's the way it is. And then I can't believe Brian left, but um, I was supposed to talk to him about, he brought up that uh, Snapple fact about eight spiders. You guys have heard that one? Like, the average, yeah, the average person swallows eight spiders in their sleep. Well, let me break that down for you, a little bit of a math lesson, because that doesn't mean that, like, each and every one of you is swallowing eight spiders in your sleep. Um, and I learned this the hard way. Like I took a nap in a storage unit and, and easily swallowed like 40, 50 spiders. So it's people like me that are like making it so that your average is eight. So anyways, you know, recently I've learned, uh, they don't want you to jerk off at hotels anymore. I know like they stopped putting lotion in there, but guess what guys? Where there's a will, there's a way. You got to persevere and make it happen. I'm just giving you a warning or a heads up, you know? Like, the world is changing. Um, they also don't want you to go to the bathroom, like, anywhere if you're a person uh, and you're, like, not at your house. You know, if you're a dog, fine, shit, wherever you want. But, you know, if you're a human being, it's a lot harder. So that had me thinking about, do you guys remember that Japanese guy who spent $15,000 on a dog costume? So people made fun of him. I thought it was a pretty good costume. Um, and now I'm realizing, like, you know, with all technology, the price point's going to come down, and, like, eventually I'm going to have one of these dog costumes. And then I'll be the one shitting and pissing wherever I want. And, like, women will come up and touch me and stuff. It'll be cool. Um, we got to start throwing rocks at the self-driving cars, you guys. In fact, like, we also have to start throwing rocks at, like, bad people, at people who are bad at driving their cars. Like, just in general, I can't be the only one who's, like, walking around with a pocket full of rocks. Um, and it's tough, like, if you get searched going in someplace, like, wh wh why do you have all these rocks? And it's like, well, I need to throw them at cars that are going to hit me as a pedestrian, you know? So anyways, we got to normalize having rocks in your pocket and start throwing them at stuff, please. 
Um, I really like shoes, you know. In fact, like the first password I ever had for my first email address ever was Shoe Man. I know, and I was nine years old, so I don't know, you know, what's going on there. But, um, but yeah, I like shoes, and there's some pretty cool new technology. Some of these like running shoes or basketball shoes, and so I'll read reviews before I buy them, and um, they're all like, "Yeah, I'm training for a half marathon. These are fucking great." But that doesn't help me. There's never anyone that's like, I'm a chill guy. I just like to hang out and I'm wearing these shoes and they're pretty comfortable. Like no one, you know, is helping me figure that out. Yeah. What else here, guys? Um, so drugs are cool. You know, um, I like mushrooms especially. And, you know, but what I don't like is people who like mushrooms. You know, so uh, especially people who take like large doses and they, they refer to it as like a hero's dose. Um, you're not a hero. You just took a lot of drugs, first of all. Um, I thought mushrooms were supposed to work against your ego, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just bullshit because like back in my day, you know, when I was a kid and I was doing fentanyl on purpose and a bunch of other drugs like that didn't make me a hero. That made everybody in my life mad at me. And by the way, like, I know everybody's mad at the Sackler family for, like, starting the opiate epidemic and stuff when they invented OxyContin. Um, I'm not. I love OxyContin. OxyContin's great. I'm mad at you guys for getting jealous and shutting it down. Um, it's honestly rom romantic what the Sacklers did. They developed a thing, and they were like, ah, Michael's going to love this. They studied it. They're like, he's going to get addicted. It's probably illegal to, like, distribute this in the way that we're going to, but we don't care. We need to give Michael this thing that he loves. None of you guys have ever done shit compared to that, except for Pam. Thank you, Pam. You're the best. Yay, Michael is yay. Yay. Let me, let me try to make this guy laugh. He, he didn't, you weren't here when I was here. I'm just going to tell one joke. Mustachioed friend. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. They're just words. You heard a lot of words tonight. Some, some were important, some were political. I say words are magic. I think words are witchcraft. Why we call it spelling. I love wordplay. I know other people don't, but. I can read. I'm a witch. Okay, we did it. Thank you all for staying for each other and, uh, and being brave with the Nazi jokes, even though now you made it oblique, so that was cute. That was good. And good job, um, Charlie, and thank you for bringing a friend because, again, without you, this is schizophrenia. So we really appreciate you. All right, everybody have a good night.
through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Autumn Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, bested Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free 
two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour, mutinyradio.fm, here in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Right. I am Teddy, alias, and adolescent. 
and I will cut Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good, ah, very good legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But quick to the festival. All sales ahead. Pirate noises. Ambiance. Metallic purple armor, queen jealousy, envy waits behind him. Her fiery green diamond sneers at the grassy ground. Blue are the life giving waters taken for granted. They quietly understand. No one's happy turquoise armies lay opposite ready. But wonder why the fight is still. My red is so confident he flashes with trophies of war and ribbons of euphoria. Orange is young, full of death, very unsteady for the first full round. My yellow in this case is not so mellow. In fact, I'm trying to say it's frightened like me. And all these emotions of mine keep holding me from giving my life to a rainbow like you. But I, I'm for all that's love. Yeah, yeah. I'm for all that's love. I'm for as love. Just ask the exes. He knows everything.
download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio.
Red Acapulco Gold, naturally. And you run into some nice offshoots. You got Chicago Green, which is really a Mexican green. But it's going near that gold. Well, I don't fuck much with the past, but I fuck plenty with the future. Over the skin of silver scars and splinters of stations and walls I've caressed. We had gotten into grass about, like I say, 53, 52. And uh, most guys drank before they bothered with anything like that. And there were only two things around. There was only grass and smack. One of those slick, exotic things you guys have today. Everybody drank first. Saturday night, what do you do? Buy something, puke on your shoes. <laughs> That's why we heard about grass. The word was out, Marijuana!
doesn't seem to change your volume dramatically but put this next to your guitar and let's see what it sounds like Hey, this is a tremendous. This is a tremendous honor. What? Uh, Mighty Yeah, again, it's a tremendous honor for me to be here with uh, um, Black Black Plastic on a. No, this is Found Round Sound. Sorry, man. I mean, uh, uh, this is. Um, uh, Sacrifice so that others could muddle on. Still can't remember how or when or if 
if I lost my way Well I know she's living there And Sheila loves me till this day Still can't remember when or how or if I lost my way. Yeah, his subject gathered round him. Like the leaves around the trees I still know she's living there She loves me till this day Still can't remember how or Where I lost my way
Check Jack. It's so hot in here, hot like Sahara. You could faint from the heat, but these bitches are just too lame to understand. Too goddamn grateful to get this job, to know they're getting screwed up the ass. All these women that got no teeth and gum or cranium, and the way they suck hot sausage. But me, well, I wasn't saying too much neither. I was more a schoolgirl, hard working asshole. I figured I was Speedo Motorcycle, I had to earn my dough, had to earn my dough. But now you gotta, you gotta relate, right? You gotta find the rhythm within. Floor boss slides up to me and he says, hey, sister, you're just moving too fast. You're screwing up the quota. You're doing your piecework too fast. Now you get off your Mustang, Sally. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. I lay back. My nerve up. I take a swig of Rome alarm. I walk up to hot shit dot hook and I say, Hey, hey sister, it don't matter whether I do labor fast or slow. There's always more labor after. She's real Catholic, see. She fingers her cross and she says, There's one reason, there's one reason. You do it my way or I push your face in. We need you in the john if you don't get off your Mustang Sally. Shake it up, baby. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Oh, what I could with a radio here. James Brown singing I love song. All the Chesters and the Paragons and Georgia Woods and God with the goods and God and missiles. But no, I got nothing, no diversion, no window. Nothing here but a portal in the plaster, in the plaster. Ten degrees, 
but I will never faint. I will never faint. They laugh and they expect me to faint, but I will never faint. I refuse to lose, I refuse to fall down. Because you see, it's the monotony that's got to me. Every afternoon, like the last one. Every afternoon, like a rerun. Next to Dot Hook, and yeah, we look the same. Both pump and steel, both sweating. But you know, she got nothing to hide. And I got something to hide here called desire. I got something to hide here called desire. And I will get out of here. You know, the fear of potion is just about to come. In my nose is the taste of sugar. And I got nothing to hide here save desire. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna get on that train. And I'm gonna go on that train and go to New York City. And I'm gonna be somebody. I'm getting gonna get on that train. Yo, man, you about that new club called Adona Hell, bitch? Yeah, man, I heard it's kind of flat. Yo, man, man Rock Kim and Dela be hunting all the time. Word up. All the time. Yo, Dela, yo, those punk kids, man. Hey, punk. Yo, man, those kids are whack, man. Straight up booty. Whack, whack. Yo, man, but yo, that buddy, yo, that was kind of far, man. The power slam. Word up. Slender, it was. But yo, forget about that, man. Yo, after they came out with Pluck One, Pluck Two, and Potholes, yo, man, they fell over the brothers, man. Yes, they did, man. Yo, yo, they were straight up pop, man. I'm telling you, skip them fast. Yo, check it out, BWRMS is going to party at the club, though, man. Oh, I bet you them did. Oh, yo, bitch, yo, I ain't so let them brothers show up, man. Let them brothers get up. Go jack on them niggas. Run up on my name, my name, my name is the pasta. Now I like, I like, I like to plug the real thing. So loose, so loose, so loose with the tap dance. The funk, the funk, funky, funky stuff I bring. My tribe, my tribe, my tribe is known as Native Tongue. Consist, consist, consist of Jungle Quest and others. We'll play, we'll play, we'll play, we'll ride on radio. And all, and all, and also by some foul brothers. The peace, the peace, the peace, porridge never failed. It kept, it kept, it kept this calm and style and merry. But late, but lately, Looney's acting real bold. Can sit in luxury, my apple cranberry. Girls watch and watch and watch me dance to King Tut. A home, a home, a home, it's just to plan tricks. The rip, the rip, the realize the native tongue is rolling strong. And we're starting in the mega mix. Yo, Miss Thing. Yo, Marisol, what's up? You heard about what happened at the donut hole the Yo, yo, night? I was there and the Zaylock kids was fighting. Yo, they was wildin'. Mm-hmm. Word, the whole thing happened in front of my face. Yo, they was on the dance floor, right? Mm-hmm. Some kids walked up to them and said something about hippies being punk. Mm-hmm. Yo, and a chubby one, plug yeah. three. Yeah, I know. I thought it was supposed to be about peace signs. Question. 
And that's if only I can ask this question. Can I? Yes, you can. Why do people think just because we speak peace, we can't throw no joints? I, I don't know. Miss, this is the ninth day I reheated this porridge. You know it keeps me peacefully, no? Yeah, but my tolerance level has now peaked. And now it's time for some heads to get flown. We bring, we bring, we bring, we bring the piece of course. But pack a knot inside, inside my daylight drawers. A, pi a picture, picture, picture painted pink. To turn to red, to red, to red and blooded quick. But in a single farm, my native tongue is calm. I ra I'd rather bless a brother palm to palm. With, e with these, I can converse a unity. And shack, and shackle steps to the beat, beat. I click, I click the TV to the Simpsons. And sip the porridge deep into my system. So, me so mellow mode is my day mode. Inside the studio or on the road. The swing, the swing alone is the now step. It's murder if you bet, cause your lies jet. To praise, to praise the soul is on a down drag. It's false because we'll spray you with the black flag. Please porridge in the pot. Please porridge in the pot. Please porridge in the pot. Nine days old. Please porridge in the pot. Please porridge in the pot. Please porridge in the pot. Can't stand, can't stand, can't stand the pop music. Brother, brother, brothers pop a lot of cow. Don't watch, don't watch, don't watch a lot of basketball. Don't, don't understand the act of being foul. Hey D, hey D, hey D, they set the record up. It's time, it's time and time to tame the naughty pups. Throw on the touchy finger serenade so we can throw our lemonade in the face and kick a little butt. And they're off. And makes it the first to throw a punch and he connects lovely to the ribcage. Wouldn't you say so, score? Indeed, indeed. I would say he showed a lot of form in the combination, but look at the hook that trying to escape. Yeah, it seems that that particular freedom is showing great form in trying to escape, but he uh, just got his ass busted. People want to get ragged with the rerun. Me not, me not, me not scared to charge a bit. They can't, they can't, they can't get close to none. I tap, I tap, I tap, I dance, war skit. The poor, the poor, the porridge got crazy cold. We won't, we won't eat until the heads are flown. Take advantage to a cool one's peaceful way. But when, but when we fly that head, all the people say. Here in Frogland, we always eat our porridge because it keeps us frog real peaceful like. In my land, my people eat dung porridge. And I don't know what's happening, but the soul is so violent, and we are so peaceful. We sit by the campfire and listen to our rituals, and we are so violent. I don't understand. I don't understand. in all the books. Mary Jane. Marijuana. Nobody ever said it. We hear that? Hey, you got any Mary Jane? What does it do, man? Get you high? <laughs> and we found out... Breath. Does it make you stagger? Breath don't smell. And you don't puke on your shoe. <laughs> Which is important. Because when you go out drinking, you can get busted for two kinds of breath. Liquor, won't well, forget it. And puke means, hey, forget it, you already got drunk. <laughs> sure. Grass sent you home, and you could even undergo your mother's closest scrutiny. Because by this time, you had come home often enough in someone else's clothing 
that she was openly asking to smell your breath. You smell the breath? <gasps> one of the problems that marijuana is having in being decriminalized. Yeah, no one can remember where they left the petition. <laughs> Just for a short while Cracking the sand, she won't let go his hand Says he's a beautician, but he sells you nutrition Keeps all your dead hell for making up underwear Poor Ching Ching Ding 